Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama podcast. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, the Latch Mama podcast is a podcast for moms and caretakers and parents who are truly in the trenches of motherhood. This week, we are celebrating Black Breastfeeding Week, and I am actually passing the mic over to Carmen and Deshanti, who are going to talk about, I don't know, just some stuffs about uh, breastfeeding and um, what it looks like for women of color. You're listening to Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Hi, everybody. My name is Carmen Mitchell, and this is... Deshanti Montgomery. And we're here today at the Latched Mama podcast. Melissa and Lindy have handed the mics over to us. They've uh, allowed us the time to be with you guys today and uh, highlighting our voices for Black Breastfeeding Week, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, so we we both uh, work here at Latched Mama. Um, I've been here for almost a year now. Uh, I work here in the warehouse doing fulfillment um, and sometimes I try on clothes for the pictures that they take. Um, I'm a mom of three. I have an eight-year-old, I have a three-year-old and I have a one-year-old. The one-year-old comes with me to work and um, yeah, that's, I I have exclusively uh, nursed um, Luke, um, the baby. Uh, It was definitely a really challenging journey. the other two, we did two months each child, and then we ended up transitioning to formula. Uh, but that we'll share more of that story later. What about you? Yeah, so um, I've been working here for about three years now. Um, you've probably seen my name on some of the emails. Um, I work in the returns department, um, and I also take pictures sometimes. I've been breastfeeding for about, hmm, okay, so I have my four-year-old that I breastfed and my two-year-old. So those two together (laughs) totals up to about, I'm terrible in math, so. (laughs) How long did you feed them for? Oh, sorry. So yes, I've breastfed them since they were born. (laughs) Okay, are they still nursing now? Yes, my two-year-old is still nursing. Okay, okay, yeah, you've been in it for a while. Yeah, and it, it was challenging in the beginning as well. So I, I'm excited to go into detail about that. Yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. Um, okay, what what was the most surprising thing for you regarding your breastfeeding journey? Like, what did you not know going into it? Or did you know anything at all about it when you started breastfeeding? So going into breastfeeding... Um, I didn't realize how difficult it would be and painful. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I cried both times with both babies. Um, it was tough, uh, but we, we got through it. And, you know, after a while, it, you don't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you have any reference point? Like, did the women in your family, like, did you have any help, any examples around you? So my mother breastfed my baby brother, um, And that's about all. That's the only person I ever witnessed breastfeed in my family. Um, So other than that, I think it was just me. So I had my mom as an example. She was there through everything. She kind of helped guide me. And yeah. 
did you get any pushback or comments or commentary from family? Not from my family. Um, okay. But yes, I, I did get that a lot um, online. Um, I did have other families okay. or people, you know, I've known yeah. question how long um, I'm going to breastfeed for. And, you know, like once I got past one, they're like, I think in the black community, they don't understand um, how long breastfeeding is, you know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I have heard, you know, when are you going to stop breastfeeding? Okay. He's too big now. He's yeah. too old now. Yeah. Dang, that's a grown baby. Like, you know, I, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> how are you grown and a baby at the same time, though? You you can't be a grown baby. Like, right. it's, it's a baby. Your two-year-old and your baby is still breastfeeding. Right. And exactly. Um. Yeah, for for me, I had no, no, uh, I hadn't seen it. Uh, my mom, my mom didn't breastfeed. She very openly was like, you guys were on Similac from day one. I did not want to do that. I was <laughs> right. not interested, you know, but she gives me all the props. She's like, shout out to you for doing it. But like, that was not something that I was interested in doing. You guys came out fine. Um, That was her whole thing. Yeah. You know, you had Similac, you were fine, which... Absolutely. It was it was a lifesaver for me, for all of my children, because full disclosure, like if Luke, if I left Luke somewhere, he's getting a formula bottle when Mm -hmm. I'm gone. Like pumping is a whole like shout out to pumping moms It's Mm -hmm. a whole thing uh, that that added even more stress. But no, I hadn't I hadn't seen it. And so starting from scratch was like really hard you you don't know what you don't know and like unlike a bottle where there's like measurements I'd be like how do I know when he's done like how do I how do I know he's full or not Mm -hmm. um it was such a learning curve like it was such a learning curve Mm -hmm. and then my question to myself would be like why am I doing this it hurts really bad like in those first weeks oh yeah I was like what is the purpose of this like I, I know it's good for him but I'm in pain and I mm-hmm. I could skip this physical pain and just, you know, uh, offer a bottle so that I could navigate the emotional things and, and all of that. It was mm-hmm. um, it was really challenging. My husband played a big role in supporting. Mm-hmm. How, what about you? It, was that your experience? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, my husband was very supportive. Um, so my whole thing was um, I knew that I wanted to breastfeed and I didn't want to give up. The beginning was very hard. Um, I think on the f- this is with my first child. OK. Um, with my first boy. So the first appointment after we left the hospital, his pediatrician was like, you know, he's losing too much weight. Um, you need to supplement with formula. And I was just like, oh, no. I think I cried the whole entire appointment. But I was determined not. I think that's what really pushed me to okay. continue to breastfeed. So once I got home, all the way up into the next appointment, I pumped, pumped, pumped around the clock. Like, I believe I was pumping every two hours. Like, I didn't mm. get any sleep. Okay. And it was hard. Um, but it really, it really, you know, by the next appointment, the doctor was like, okay, he's huge. <laughs> like, yeah. what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just feeding him. Yeah. And I I did worry about how much he was getting um, 
you know, from that first appointment, what was said to me about, you know, you need to supplement and I didn't want to do that. So I just kept feeding him and feeding him and feeding him. <laughs> like I didn't know um, what was too much and what was too little. Yeah. But I just know he was healthy. So even you, you didn't let them like bully you into supplementing. I've been bullied into supplementing every single no. child. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I just couldn't do it. That's what pushed me not to supplement because was this with your fir- like this is with first, my first, your first child and yeah. you, that that's awesome. Yeah. This is with my first, I was determined like that broke my heart Okay. to hear the pediatrician say, you need a supplement with for- formula because I already knew I didn't, you didn't want, want to, to. Okay. like I wanted to be successful in breastfeeding my child. Yeah. So, um, I pushed through it and he was literally the chunkiest baby. Like that after that, he was so chunky. Um, I didn't hear that anymore. Um, <laughs> That that is that is amazing for 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 me it was uh, a lot harder I am um, so I had breast reduction surgery like several years ago so my like breast tissue is already like compromised and I've got some like nerve damage and they did like a whole like nipple replacement and everything so mm-hmm. um, it can be like an an uphill battle for women who've had like any type of breast surgery or mm-hmm. breast augmentation um, so. Going into this pregnancy, I knew that this is what I want. I want to breastfeed my child. Like I want that, even if I have to supplement, I want that to be like the main source of his nutrition. This mm-hmm. is something that I feel like I can do. Uh, my last child, my three, my middle child, uh, honestly, uh, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety were just so heavy mm-hmm. at that six week point that breastfeeding was such a trigger for that, that we stopped and it was the best decision. I I don't, I don't regret it, but this time I decided like, this is going to happen. So, uh, I was calling around to find like an IBCLC who are just like the most knowledgeable for different scenarios like mine. And no lie. Uh, I interviewed one of them at like 38 weeks pregnant. And she told me, that like my goals were unrealistic she told me I she was like what are your goals and I was like I want to uh, nurse him in the hospital I don't want him to have any formula in the hospital like I want to be able to provide the colostrum for him which I had been hand expressing had Mm -hmm. him in syringes they were frozen like we were ready to go uh and she was like well you know let's lower your expectation. She was like, in my experience, I've never had a woman who's had breast reduction surgery be able to successfully like fully breastfeed her child. So like for me, that's all I need is someone to tell me I can't do it. And I was like, I'm doing this. Right. Um, so I found a great team, like a, a great, amazing, there's an amazing IBCLC here who's also a pediatrician. Her name is Dr. Galati and she's at VCU Health. And I was blessed enough to be under her care and she walked me through the whole thing my supply was very delayed in in peaking in meeting his needs and she had me on a schedule of pumping and feeding but she told me she was like hey while we're building your supply go ahead and give him formula and that curve will meet like his need and your output will eventually meet and you won't need formula anymore. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. I'm not doing that. Like, no, because if he has formula, then he's not taking the milk. And she was like, Mm -hmm. she was like, 
I hear you. If you want to pump all of that, you can. But like if you want to give yourself a mental break while you meet and and it worked like I got one can of formula and I was like, okay, this is all that we're using. And we used it. And and my supply and his need at like 12 weeks eventually met. And it was amazing. And I think for me, it took like my stress level down, which Mm -hmm. impacts your supply level and it's been a beautiful journey um mixed with like sns which uh is supplemental nursing system which you took those beautiful pictures mm-hmm. if you're in the latch mama love group um deshanti's pictures are amazing and um oh, thank you it's tube feeding so we've supplemented at the breast we've done so many things uh to get to our journey and now we're past a year and deshanti also did his one year photo so <laughs> yeah it, it's amazing um but yeah so w- what would you say about uh, the black community as far as like, do you feel like you see a lot of representation for breastfeeding moms? Like when you look at your timeline, are you seeing a lot of women of color breastfeeding? Are you see like, what, what do you see and how do you feel? I don't see that very often. And I think that, uh, plays a role in why, um, black women don't choose to breastfeed Yeah, very often, I should say. Yeah. Um, I think it should be pushed more and we should see more black women in pictures. And, yeah. you know, I think Latch Mama, of course, does an amazing job at showing that in our um, pictures, you know, on online. Yeah. yeah. Um, with our clothes. Um, so I think that's something that really needs to be shown more on social media, just everywhere, different companies. We should really see more black breastfeeding moms yeah um because in the black community all i see is formula 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 Uh, it's just formula (laughs) that word like to me is just is associated with black mothers because it's pushed on us so much it's almost like an an assumption like an automatic assumption like with my first child i think they just brought me formula like to the hospital room like Mm -hmm. it was just like oh obviously you're going to use this so here here you go Mm -hmm. yeah I I, and and that makes it really really hard but like you said like even the smallest things like you see like a lot of graphics Mm -hmm. like I follow a lot of motherhood companies and things like that like the graphics don't look like us exactly the babies Mm -hmm. don't look like our babies right like those little things I think they matter they do matter yes they matter a lot um yeah so so how how do your older kids like interact with you about breastfeeding like like are they aware of it do you nurse in front of them like how do they feel oh yeah oh yeah yeah, absolutely um I nurse in front of them um I have a seven-year-old as well okay and I have um, my four-year-old who he's nursed so he's obviously already seen nursing okay (laughs) so um it's no shame in my house. I breastfeed. They know about it. Um, okay. I do think at other people's homes and in public, okay. it can be like kind of weird because you yeah. don't know how they're going to react. But I've learned to just, you know, it's a natural thing. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, over the years, I've just continued to breastfeed. I don't care where, who I'm in front of. And 
I think in the black community, it can be weird to them as well, where they, you know, they're like, you need to cover up. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you deal with those things? With things like that? Yeah. It's just, if it just really depends. Like if I'm at someone's house and they're just kind of looking a little weird or feeling weird about it, like I might go, you know, somewhere else and do it. Okay. Um, just to be respectful of someone else's home. But yeah. if you're at my house, yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> this is my house <laughs> and you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Totally. Totally. Uh, yeah. I think I try to read the room and mm-hmm. I'm not saying you shouldn't have to, like there should be no reading the room, but right. I, I don't really like conflict or confrontation. Mm-hmm. So like you said, if it, if it feels like a thing, if it feels like something that going to be awkward or uncomfortable for me or like people staring at me creepy like you know I'll probably go somewhere else mm-hmm. uh you know go off to the back room or something like mm-hmm. that um but I I remember when I was like uh in the early postpartum stages we had visitors over and like uh, I think it's just an old school thing mm-hmm. uh that it was like is everybody decent in there are you decent and I'm like, I mean, I feel like a decent human, but right. I know like the saying is like, are you covered? Like, is there anything mm-hmm. exposed? But I remember that sticking out to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a terrible thing to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, but it, I know it's like a very, it's just like an old school, mm-hmm. like mindset. It's definitely an old school <laughs> mindset. Um, luckily, my family, I don't have that issue okay. um, with my immediate family. Okay. But, you know, just being around other black families, I, I've heard it and it is an issue. Um, yeah. It's just like I think it's a lack of education and um, just not having enough resources out there for black families to understand mm-hmm. the importance of breastfeeding, um, the beauty of it. Like, I really think that's a big thing. I think it should be pushed more to um Educate black families, not just the mothers, but black families um, about the beauty of breastfeeding and to just look at it differently and not to look at it as to take the like sexualized. Right. I don't know. Stop sexualizing it. Like I I do not understand where that Mm -hmm. comes comes from. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't my experience, but I have seen um, on different blogs and on stories, women talk about how like they were breastfeeding, maybe even extended breastfeeding, like feeding um, children over one uh, and their husbands wanted the baby to stop feeding because they wanted their wife's boobs back. Have you like heard that (laughs) angle? And it was specifically like, black couples and i was mm-hmm. like where did that come from like where did where did we get that yeah like what what is that yeah i do see that in a lot of groups on facebook okay. i see a lot Same. of moms talking about that okay and i'm just like that's so weird yeah <laughs> like i don't know just to, to look at it in that type of angle which you know that reminds me like um with breastfeeding for me like i completely take the sexuality away from breast like for me it's you know <laughs> yeah. it's different because I'm just more like yeah they're my babies <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> he's eating this is my baby's or baby's food right now yeah like so to I can't even like tie it into to sex but that's yeah. just me yeah um 
when I'm breastfeeding. Yeah. So, so sexualizing uh, breastfeeding in the black community, that is very common. Like I said, I see it a lot in the mom groups that I'm in. Same. Okay, I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> yeah. I see it a lot. It's yes. like my husband said he wants his back. Like, I'm like, what? No, like that? Like, <laughs> oh, that, like, no. <laughs> no. First I, of all, they're mine. <laughs> they, so there's body autonomy if right. we're talking about that also. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's very, very interesting. Um, what do you think needs to change in order to increase the amount of um, black mothers who breastfeed in our community? I really think it comes down to the pediatricians, mm-hmm. the um, uh, gynecologists, yeah. doctors. I really think it's their job. And I don't think that they do. I mean, no offense. But I don't think they do a great job at um like I said, educating yeah. black mothers or, you know, just encouraging them. It's yeah. always supplement with formula. And I just, I don't, I don't like that. I think that needs to change, yeah. needs to change. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. I think, I think that it's really important to, I think that formula is a really, really great tool because not everyone is able to provide breast milk to their children. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in that there has been this like I know what I heard all the time which was the least helpful for me when I was like a hundred percent dedicated to breastfeeding my child was remember formula is okay mm-hmm. like for there's nothing bad about formula which is totally true mm-hmm. but when someone is telling you that like they totally want to do this thing constantly reminding them Mm -hmm. that there is another alternative is not helpful. Like in my, like in my um, experience, it just wasn't helpful. Um, You mentioned pediatricians and gynecologists. Uh, It reminds me of a story that um, kind of highlighted that I think we still need to work on like the, the cultural sensitivity Mm -hmm. training of side of breastfeeding um we were going to a lactation appointment and my husband attended all of my lactation appointments with me and we did not get our usual uh doctor ibclc um and uh this this individual came in and looked at my husband and said wow you stuck around you're a keeper like you're here you're still here I was floored. Yeah. Yeah, that and then that. I'm sorry. Crazy. You mean my husband? Yeah, he's still here. Doesn't yeah. have a choice. Like right. he's <laughs> like I was speechless. Mm-hmm. Uh and I and I contacted the hospital and I like let them know and I we talked to our our normal care provider um and gave feedback which she was really glad that we did and she said like, "Hey, we need we need to know um, about these things because that is part of our learning and she she mentioned that like they had just recently like changed language to include like chest feeding as well but she was like but also like being very sensitive to like there are certain things like you you cannot mm-hmm. say you right. just cannot say and you need to have a, 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 a sensitivity when you're saying things to people and really think about what you're saying because mm-hmm. it it felt for me that 
you were uh, uh, insinuating that my husband was a boyfriend mm-hmm. or just my child's father mm-hmm. and not my husband. And right. it, it felt really icky. I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And I completely understand that. Um, that's something, you know, that needs to be um, considered more when people are talking to black women um, just things that can be said can come off and rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So, so that the, the sensitivity thing is definitely a thing. D- did you, I know this isn't like directly related to breastfeeding. Did you ever have any of those scenarios come up like in childbirth or like when you were pregnant where you felt like a care provider said something to you that they just might not say to anybody else yes 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 i've actually experienced that recently um i was searching out a new gynecologist because my old one um quit okay (laughs) and i loved her um but she quit so i had an appointment with my new gynecologist and i told her you know um me and my husband we want to have a big family um And I told her that I was still breastfeeding. And her reaction, she was just like, what? She was like, why? (laughs) Why are you still breastfeeding? Mm. Like, and this was before my son turned two. Um, He was still one. Okay, he was still one. (laughs) And she's like, there's no nutritional benefit at this age. Like, you need to stop. Yeah. And she was like, and you need to get on birth control because kids are hard. (laughs) (sighs) She said, um, birth control. Yeah, she she was trying to push the whole birth control thing on Mm me. Um, that's another thing that's pretty big. Yeah, very. And, you know, that didn't sit right w- well yeah. with me, and I didn't understand how a care provider could say those things. Yeah. Yeah. It was not very supportive at all. It was like the opposite of what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I, that, yes, I agree. The birth control thing, and I wonder, I, I don't I don't know about other communities, but I, I I know that me and my friends uh, as black women have a lot of the same stories Mm -hmm. regarding birth control being like forcibly like Mm -hmm. pushed constantly. And I'm curious if that is across all communities. Mm -hmm. But uh, with our last with Luke, um, I know I'm pregnant with my babies ASAP. Like I, I know like the day yeah. after yeah, we conceive um, because of my cycle. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to the doctor uh, to ask for some blood work. Like, Hey, I, I need to confirm this. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling great. Can you, can you confirm the test? Because the test was so light. Like I peed on the stick and, and didn't say anything. Cause like it had just happened. Mm-hmm. No, no. Like, Oh, we don't do that. Like just you're fine. Uh, do you want some birth control? And uh, I felt <laughs> so small. Yeah. Because I'm like, do you think like I'm a, some teenage girl who doesn't know my body? Like I, mm-hmm. I have two children already. I'm coming to you telling you that I believe I'm pregnant. I'm asking for you to do the blood work. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, 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 no. There's no way like you would know so soon. Like I can write you a prescription for birth control. And the nurse wouldn't give me the test and I made us think about it. And I ended up getting the test and that same nurse had to call me back with my positive um, pregnancy <laughs> test results. Yeah. But she gave me a prescription for birth control really? and she wouldn't hear me. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't hear. 
it 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 feels bad. It it feels like somehow, you know, th- that there's this narrative that black women we have too many kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. You know that. <laughs> that we, you know, the government is taking care of. I'm just saying, like mm-hmm. these are. This is a narrative that is out here. Yeah, which is, is completely false. Yes, completely false. I agree. Um, but it feels really, really bad. Um, in those moments where you just feel small. Yeah. Um, but also I think that. You, you spoke to, you want to have a big family and you want to breastfeed your kids. Mm-hmm. You don't see that and you don't see you represented anywhere, right? Like you don't right. see how many times you see like black women with like big families breastfeeding all their kids. Like where, mm-hmm. where, where do you see that example? Do you have people that you, that you follow that look like that? Or is it like you just out here like mapping your own journey? Yeah, see, that's just something that I want. Like yeah. I have a great husband. He's very yeah. supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just something that we really want. That's just our lifestyle. Um, and it's just what we want to represent and show other black families that yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, today I was, um, I went to my podcast app and I put, I clicked, I typed in mom, right? And I just want to listen to a podcast. I'm real funny about like voices. I want to hear someone's voice that I like. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like listen to everybody's voice. But I was like scrolling through and there's like no black women. Mm-hmm. But like the ones that um, are um, there was not like the content that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted like cleaning my house and like, Right. playing with my kids and like t- you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. just like being a stay-at-home mom or like a part-time working mom or like all of these things and like you don't see it mm-hmm. you don't see it represented yeah and in, in the black community I feel like um it's frowned upon as well oh so it's definitely oh not. yeah if we talk about the stay-at-home moms and the mm-hmm. black, yeah that's a whole that's a whole yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. how long have you been a stay-at-home mom um, it's been since, uh, let's see, bef- right before I had, um, my first son. Okay. So that was in 2018. And I think I found Latch Mama in 2019 okay. when he was one. So, you know, I was working a couple hours mm-hmm. here. Um, so still a stay at home mom, yeah. but just, you know, now I'm a work from home mom. Yeah. So I'm like basically a stay-at-home yeah, mom. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's been a while, and I do remember um, one incident where my husband's mom and dad were like, um, does she work? And they were, like, questioning if I worked. And I'm just like, first of all, that's, you know, none of their business. Yeah. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom. If we if if that's what we want to do to raise our children, yeah. then, then that's our decision. For sure. Uh, for for me, um, the feedback was like, oh, yeah. So when I started working at Latch Mama, so I've been, I was a stay-at-home mom for, for several years, um, simply by choice. Like, it just felt good for, for my family, and we were blessed enough. Like, I, I have to acknowledge that's definitely a privilege to be able to stay at home mm-hmm. with your kids, like, financially not need that other income um, for us. When I stumbled across Latch Mama, it was, like, a great fit to mm-hmm. work part-time. But um, I get a lot of, like, oh, that's so great. You're going to have some of your own money now. That's so right. good that you're going to contribute. That like, mm-hmm. you're gonna, that's great. You're going to be able to contribute. 
and you know you'll have some spending money like guys mm-hmm. i am not like locked away in a dungeon yeah. asking for a dollar mm-hmm. to go exactly. you know what i'm saying but i i get it all the time like mm-hmm. oh you have a little job yeah. you get some spending money in it and it's frustrating it is very because we don't we don't get to see that we don't have that representation that space of like we can be stay-at-home moms. We can breastfeed our kids. Uh, you know, we can do all the things. I am seeing, like, a bigger push for, like, um, social media has, like, plat- uh, not platforms, but I'm seeing more um, people of color doing, like, um, advocating for, like, gentle parenting and, like, mm-hmm. more approaches that aren't traditionally, like, in the mm-hmm. black community. So that's cool. But I, I think there's a lot of space for growth as far as, like, stay-at-home moms, yeah. Uh, breastfeeding moms and things like that. But yeah, uh, is there? Do you have a cute or funny story regarding your breastfeeding journey? Mm, I might have to come back and think on that one. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, mine is my toddler uh, said to me the other day that he wanted some chocolate milk like but we don't have any chocolate milk and he pointed to my boobs and was like mommy you're brown there's your milk (laughs) Luke gets the chocolate milk and I just thought that was adorable and I was like you're right it is chocolate milk you know what I'm saying (laughs) kids are really cute kids Mm -hmm. are um super cute well then what's the like what is your favorite part then of of breastfeeding um I don't know. It's just like all of it. All For of me, it? It, all of it. Um, like I haven't pumped since like the first week of um, my second baby boy being born. Oh, okay. Um, so I think just being able to breastfeed and oh, so no bottles. You are no fully- bottles, right? Oh. No bottles. So oh, even wow. with um, even with my first son, I had cut the bottles out after you know we went back to see the pediatrician, yeah. and he was like, you know. He's big. He's big. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I've I cut out all bottles, and um, that's another thing that I didn't touch base on. I do hear a lot that you have to pump to keep your supply up, yeah. um, and that's something that wasn't true for me. Like okay. I, I completely cut out pumping and in your supply. Yeah, it, fine. it stays fine. Um, still nursing, and I think that's one of the. Sorry, my my words got tied up. No, you're fine. <laughs> but um, I think that's one of the um greatest things for me with breastfeeding, and, and what makes me happy yeah. is that I can just breastfeed and show people that I'm breastfeeding and it's okay. Like yeah. I just want to bring that. awareness. <laughs> like I'm, I'm black. I'm breastfeeding, and this is what we do. We yeah. baby wear. We yes, you know, <laughs> we baby wear. We, yes, all the time. All. It yeah. is baby wearing is like. A life hack. Yes, yes, it is. That is so good. Baby wearing is another one. Baby wearing, staying at home, mm-hmm. breastfeeding, all of those things yeah. are like unicorns mm-hmm. to be a, like a black mom to do those things. They're all like people when they see it are like, whoa, yeah. what are you doing? Right. That That's really, that's really good. Yeah, we um, need a, I feel like we need to um, create more awareness in, in, teach people that these things are okay for black women to do because they don't see it very often in the black community. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I absolutely agree. Um, you, you mentioned bottles. That reminds me, uh, I got a lot of like 
give that baby a bottle yes that oh, baby yeah. needs some water oh yeah oh they can eat chicken yeah <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah yeah i've definitely like, heard i'm talking that at like three months old but yes i've oh. definitely heard that a lot or or even uh what's the what's the one the popular one um put rice formula oh, or um yes. what is it um yes baby. in their bottle mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> to help them sleep better yes <laughs> absolutely yes. not <laughs> yes oh gosh yes all of those things give give them some water mm-hmm. put some cereal in their bottle mm-hmm. that baby needs some table food right all all of the things yeah or i have heard someone say um you know if they can talk then they don't need to be breastfeeding yes if they can uh, ask for it they're too right. old or, yeah <laughs> yeah oh bless oh bless it <laughs> well this this uh this world i'm sorry we we already passed world breastfeeding week i guess it's world breastfeeding month so this uh black breastfeeding week what is what is one thing that you would want to say to a expectant black mother um who's about to have their first child and wants to breastfeed like what is one piece of advice that we can close with I would say do it. Um, don't get discouraged. Don't listen to, um, you know, what other people say. Don't let anyone discourage you. Uh, just keep your eyes on the prize and go for it. You can do it. Um, and just don't give up. I love that. And I think for me, I would say there are resources like the Google Look it up. There are organizations. Mm-hmm. There are forums. There's free resources uh, out there to help you be successful mm-hmm. uh, in your breastfeeding journey. You just you just have to search. They might not be right at your pediatrician's office, mm-hmm. uh, but but you can do it. And what you're doing is phenomenal and amazing. Well, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it was. We're really grateful to Melissa and Lindy lending over their microphones Mike. for us. <laughs> and um, we hope you guys enjoy the podcast. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.